and we're back. We did it. Woo, yay. Woo. Don't sound too excited. Woo. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I am excited. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. Really age ourselves there. Yeah, a little, little bit. Didn't you see the when they tried to bring me. that back a couple years ago? Yeah. It was reprehensible. <laughs> it was fucked up. Didn't they have one of the guys in Afghanistan fighting the war or something like that? Oh, I think you're it, right. Yeah. It was really messed up. Yeah. This is no good. No good. Uh, I am excited because I think this weekend might be the first weekend I go back to a theater. I want to see The Ooh. Green Knight. The Green Knight? Yeah, it's that weird-looking movie that's based on an old poem called Sir Gawain and the Green Knight. Oh, that's, that's why I've been seeing pictures of Sir Gawain everywhere. Okay. Yeah, I want to see how they do that thing because that seems interesting. When I first saw the trailer for that thing, it kind of looked like a del toro movie or something like it's really fucked up looking so i'm pretty stoked to see it it's been getting some pretty good reviews too. yeah the atlantic says the green knight is one of 2021's best movies that might be a little hyperbolic but we'll see <laughs> <laughs> man it's yeah, the I'm best excited. movie known to man yep <laughs> exactly nothing has ever compared so that's exciting is anything ever going to get you to a theater like again or not really? again? Eventually, sure. Right now, because <laughs> like you didn't go a whole lot even before the pandemic, really. So. Not really, no. <clears throat> but we, because we had free movies, so we would go whenever we thought. Like we still have fifteen oh. free movies. Yeah, but but we started doing that like super fancy one where that you can literally order food and they'll bring it to you to your seat. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. that'll go. So that through so your that would take quick. that would cost four tickets for for us basically. It was double the amount of points, but like it was sure. worth it. It was great watching like Endgame and being like, yeah, I'm just eating like a fucking pulled pork sandwich. Oh, that sounds real good. It was both it of was those pretty things. Sick. And reclining chairs, just with like USB ports yeah. to charge your phone and everything. Just recline back, watch it. It was great. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty exciting. Yeah, like. I don't know. I'm excited for this movie, but I'm kind of looking for an excuse to go back to the theater now for like something, because apparently it's not even that busy still. Because well, because you know, so many people pandemic. are still like, I don't want to go. I, totally. I just don't like it, and I get it. And since a bunch of movies have been coming out on streaming platforms instead, why not just watch it at home? Totally. Yeah. I get the logic. I would watch this one at home if it came out <laughs> at home. To be fair, but it's not is the problem. So. uh but yeah, that's exciting. Um, I don't have really much else to talk about, <laughs> really. Have you been Same, doing anything? I've just been, I've just been deep in work, man. Like, uh, yeah. <clears throat> the playthrough we're doing right now on YouTube, uh, we've just got one last part to it, other than the one that's supposed to have gone up today, goes up tomorrow. So I'm just okay. getting every piece of that ready. Uh, I'm doing stuff for normal boots on the side, and uh, yeah, I'm just trying to find that that balance right now because yeah, my days off have not been days off up to this point. This was the first day that was a day off and actually felt like it because I kind of I actually slept, like slept. Nice. And I got I got up, slept, went and tried to do stuff, and then immediately fell asleep again for another like two or three hours because the cat's been fucking up my sleep schedule again. Yeah. Yeah. And meowing all night. No, not even that. Like he'll so he goes out at night again, <clears throat> and uh, I'll be like, okay, it's like three a.m., three thirty. I want to go to bed. Where's the cat? Ah, shit, he's outside. 
Ah, shit, he doesn't yeah. want to come in right away. Well, I guess it's time to walk around the neighborhood and try to find him. Nope, couldn't <laughs> find him. Guess I'll just sit in the living room and play play a game until he decides to come home. Yeah. Okay, he comes home 20 minutes after I go for a walk. Sure, all right. <laughs> so, like, I'm, I, like, I've gone to bed the last two nights at, like, 5 and 5.30. So, like, my... I And I still wake up at noon because I don't want to fuck up my yeah. sleep schedule any more than it is. It's bad enough I wake up at noon, but at least it's because I'm getting eight hours of sleep normally. Not yeah. at the moment. So Sure. You know what the worst is is when you have those days where you wake up at like 5 or 6 p.m. and you're just like, I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> Dude, oh, man, I had those all the time in university. And even when I was like yeah. living on my own in the apartment, I had those. Yep. And I was just like... This sucks, especially when it's winter and you basically have slept through any sunlight that will happen that day. Yeah. It's like, oh, great. I had, yeah. I had one day in university. I slept 24 hours. It sucked. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah, that's, sucked because I felt worse. Yeah. That, <coughs> that's no good. And then you feel tired after, too. That's the worst yeah. part. <laughs> over, yeah. over, overextended. Because I like, you would, you would wake up every now and then and be like, I'm awake. No, I'm back to sleep. It just kept, just kept doing that. So it's not even like a full, completely restful 24 hours. Uh, you, I mean, you probably know this uh, as well. The best one, though, is that after you've been on a decently long trip, especially that it takes a long time in airports and uh, planes, mm-hmm. and like you're back home, and that like first day back where you sleep just for like 16 hours straight and you're just like, oh, yeah, I needed that so bad. The first day in a back or the first day you get to a hotel is usually the yeah. best sleep I have. Because totally. like all because like the f- mental strain and the physical strain of having to like wrang yourself into the airplane and everything. Yeah, I don't miss it, but I also am getting a little cooped up. I guess, considering yeah. I've spent the last, what, how many years now traveling, traveling. back and forth every couple of months? And yeah, suddenly it's been, sure. it's it's going close to two years, year and a half, I think, right now, of not doing that is messing me up. Like, I think the last, I guess, 2019 it would have been or something. Didn't you travel, like, 10 or something times in that year? Like, basically once a month, essentially. I, I, it was pretty close to once a month. I think I left at least seven times. Yeah, it was a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the, going tra- the trade-off is I've been able to stream more, but the, the downside sure. is, yeah, like I don't get my pseudo-vacations. Sure, yeah. And like seeing friends and stuff, like it kind of sucks, don't? Yeah. Seeing people and stuff like that too, for sure. Okay, well, without further ado, this is a top-down perspective for July 29th. I'm Paul Fleck. I'm John Wheeler. John, what have you been doing? What have you been playing? Final Fantasy X. <coughs> awesome. Not what I expected to be playing this week. Honest to yeah. God. Uh, so I need to play through this for a video. Uh, so I just started working through it. And uh, yeah, I, I haven't gotten back to the place where I'm not at yet. Like, or, Sorry, I played this game originally back in 2005 when I first got a PS2. Right. And I only got about five hours in before I stopped. I don't even remember why I stopped. It must be because another game came out, because that's usually the case. Sure. But uh, I'm almost back to that point now. And it's just like, I remember a lot of beats, but this is the the HD remaster, which has the uh, international content. And I'm like, I don't know if this is new or not. I just don't remember some of this. Mm, I see. Okay. But uh, it's been been, uh, fun. I actually have been jonesing lately to play a JRPG again. 
Like I was, sure. I like a week before, and even days before, I actually had to do this for a video. I was like, uh, I want to play Xenosaga, or not Xeno, yeah, uh, Xenosaga One. I was like, oh yeah, okay. I'll grab that, and I put it on my desk, and I'm like, okay, I'll start this like tomorrow, and then I got a note like, hey, can you play this? I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. Well, it's still got the RPG at least. Yeah. Uh, are you liking it? Is it holding I mean, up? I mean, it, it's it's an RPG. <clears throat> it's a JRPG. Yeah, it is. Uh, <clears throat> it's it's weird because I know uh, Titus's voice actor more for Ratchet from Ratchet sure. and Clank, so it's always weird. I'm like, that's. I feel like I should be hearing Clank somewhere talk back. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Especially since I played through the new one so recently. But uh, yeah, so far it, it's it's scratching that itch for uh, for JRPG, but it's also still in the. Uh, we're going to tutorialize a lot of things randomly for you, Phase. Yeah. True. And I'm still not fully sold on the sphere grid. Sure. But I'm yeah. also not. I'm also at the point where like it's all locked still, <laughs> so I can't really take advantage of it. And the yeah. uh, the international version, the HD remaster, has the expert sphere grid where you can basically make any character, any class, essentially. Like, everyone starts a lot closer together, and you can focus them. Like, you can make Yuna basically a paladin. Okay. Stuff like that. Cool. But I was like, eh, I'll go for the original experience. I don't even have the remastered soundtrack on. I'm using the original. Sure. Yeah. yeah. If this, if this, if I get through this and I enjoy it, I may actually want to look at 10-2, because I've been morbidly curious about 10-2 for ages, but Me too, I can't actually. play it without playing 10, so. Me too. I'll make this promise to you. If you get through 10 and you play 10 too, I'll try to play it with you so we can talk about it randomly oh, at some point. Oh, wow. Okay. Because I've been wanting to, I mean, for years. <laughs> I just Yeah, really I, I have that bad habit too of like, ah, I'll touch this eventually and then 10 years pass. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. How long is even 10 too by comparison? Hang on. Final Fantasy 10 is anywhere from 46 to 150 hours. Jesus Christ. Sure. That makes sense. The end game content of the like monster battle things or whatever oh, yeah. is pretty long. Uh, ten two is anywhere from thirty one to one hundred and thirteen hours. Okay, roughly the same. Yeah, a little less. Okay, uh, who's your favorite character in Final Fantasy ten? So far, um, I don't know if I really like any of them in particular yet. I guess. Character-wise, Lulu, but gameplay-wise, sure. probably Tidus or Waka. Sure, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Definitely not Kimari. I don't like Kimari. I, yeah, no, I, I even asked Reese, because th this is one of her favorite games. I'm like, yo, is I keep hearing that Kimari's not that useful. Is that the case? And she's like, eh. He has one ability that I think is like <coughs> one of the strongest in the game. But like, still, Man. he basically has the ability steal. He's that version, that character. Yeah, he, he's the game. blue mage. So yeah. I, I'm, but that leads to me being like, all right, does this character have a move I can steal? Does this character right. have a move I can steal? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, is that everything you've been playing? Anything else? Pretty much anything else is just on stream. We're playing through Sly Cooper One for game clearing now, so. Ooh, how does that hold up? I've been a little curious. Interesting, because Sly 1, you died in one hit. It was like Crash mm -hmm. Bandicoot or Spyro versus 2 and 3 having actual health meters. 
So mm-hmm. uh, it's it's a little quirky at times, but the the personality and charm is still there. Gameplay is all right otherwise. So yeah, so far it's been all right. I had a cool. weird issue though where my controller would kind of drift while playing it, although it wouldn't drift on other games. And it turns out it's just an early PS2 random issue with some games. So oh, interesting. Yeah, it's weird. So <clears throat> that's been fun. Lame. I had to dig out another controller. <laughs> Lame. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, it's been all right. Cool. What about you? What have you been playing? All right. Uh, something on your list I'm super curious about. So I played all through Death's Door, 100%. That is 100% one of the best already. games. That, that's one of the best games of the year, hands down. <sighs> wow. That, that game is fucking fantastic. That's some high praise. Holy shit. It's really, really good. I really, really liked Titan Souls, which is this developer's, uh, the two guys that made this. Oh, their first I didn't realize game. it was the Titan Soul devs. Okay. Yeah. That makes more and, sense. Uh, this definitely has feelings of, oh, this was probably Titan Souls 2 at some point, and then they made it a bigger thing. Uh, it's very similar in design where a lot of care is into the boss battles specifically. And then, but this time there's like stuff in the world to do. And it's not just kind of there to like ferry you between the bosses. There's actual like enemies to fight and secrets to find and puzzles to do. It's very akin to, like, a Legend of Zelda game. Like, it definitely scratches that itch, an old Zelda game. And, Interesting. Uh, it's fantastic. Like, it's so good. I can't say enough good things about it. Um, it surprisingly has a pretty good story going on in it, too, that leads to an ending that's pretty open. Um, yeah, I think that's just a game that, like, if you like Legend of Zelda games where you're doing, like, solving puzzles and kind of like doing dungeon diving things and like just like in a little adventure it's definitely worth checking out especially because it's 20 bucks like it's super cheap too uh that yeah i can't say enough good things about it but i don't want to talk too much about it because spoilers and stuff like that uh there is like a good adventure sense to it but yeah there's good writing also, cool characters. Yeah, that's just a fantastic game that I think most pe- more people should play. Uh, actually, a lot of people have been playing it, but we'll get to that in a second. I was really excited for a game called Idol Manager for about a <laughs> <Wait>. year and a half. <coughs> wait, wait, what? Okay. It's called Idol Manager, and uh, it looked real cool when I first saw it. Uh, I don't remember even, it was at like some Namco Bandai event or something like a year and a half ago in like 2019. And I've been waiting for it. It came out. Uh, that game sucks. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, it's not very good. So <clears throat> what it kind of is, it's kind of half almost like game dev tycoonish, but you are running an idle group. And that's the stuff I do like. I like the, uh, the... What's it called? The like tycoon type thing where you're picking out characters and looking at numbers to see like who's the cutest and who has singing ability and blah, blah, blah. Putting out singles with them to try to get people to buy in and getting fans and all that sort of stuff. I like that stuff, but it's mired in a whole bunch of bullshit visual novel that's bad, like bad visual novel and like a, a weird dating sim thing is in there as well like there's just so much fluff around the stuff i like that it just felt like a drag i only played 80 minutes of it and i was sick of it their website says idol manager is a business sim slash dark comedy set in the japanese idol industry 
I'm a little worried <clears throat> because on Steam it's also marked as adult, and I don't know why. Because from what I saw, there is definitely no adult things, but I guess I could see where it's going, <laughs> knowing that it's marked that way at some point. Um, you play, so you play the owner of like a new idol group or whatever. You're starting one up, and there is you. There's a dating sim in there where you're supposed to like flirt with and get to know your idols, and there's something really just off-putting and weird about that in a way that I didn't like. But more importantly, the writing is just terrible, and I just didn't like reading any of it. It was just boring and kind of bad. Um, I think if you wanted a kind of like half-good visual novel slash dating sim thing with a pretty decent business management sim, it might be worth checking out. Uh, I just think that like Game Dev Tycoon and stuff do that thing, that part better. And I would just go back to that. So yeah, that's kind of a bummer. I actually refunded it, and uh, I don't usually do refunds. Ooh. I usually just eat the cost, but I really didn't like it at all. All right. Mobile games. Contra Returns came out this week on Android. Yeah, so this is the one I'm <laughs> curious about. Okay. Um. Wow. Okay. First of all, it has voice acting in it, which is terrible in the best right. way. Okay, good I was like, acting. that sold me already, so... Yeah, it's good, bad voice acting. Um, the story is really fucking stupid. Good, like, alright, so it's Contra. It's Contra. And it has the gotcha elements where every character that's ever been in Contra essentially can be a person you unlock to play with. Pretty which standard. makes sense, because they did that with Contra 4, basically. Yep, so it's that on mobile. Um, I don't know. There's not too much. I guess, like, the big thing about it is it takes a lot of set pieces and ideas from the other Contra games and kind of, like, mash them together into this weird nostalgia trip, I guess is probably the best way to put it. The first level is basically literally just the first level of Contra, for example. Okay. Uh, and... You fight bosses that you've, if you've played those games, you've definitely recognized before. And they have a cool little sequence that's like shows their original appearance and their name from that game. And then you fight them. And like, it's, it's neat. It's neat for people that care about Contra games. Um, it is a mobile game. So there is aggressive advertisements to try to get you to spend money. So if you can look past that, which I can, I know a lot of people can't, and that's fair. Uh, it is a little gross sometimes. Um, it's a totally okay game. It works with controller, so that's been cool. I don't have to use the on-screen controls. Nice. Uh, the controller controls are kind of shitty, but, I mean, it's better than using the on-screen touchpad, so that's fine. But, yeah, more than anything, I've been curious to see where the story's going, and... The story so far has me in an underground lair where a dude was trying to revive his dead daughter and instead created a zombie army, and now I'm trying <laughs> to fight my way out. <laughs> you yeah. know what? Sure. For Contra, that works. That makes sense for Contra. Yep. It's that. <laughs> That's okay, that, that game. That kind of rules, actually. It's kind of not bad. Uh, it is free. Uh, it hasn't been too bad with the, like, 
you have to watch an ad to continue. It is really just heavily like trying to get you to buy microtransactions. There's a PvP mode, which I, I tried, and it's hilarious. It's literally just like 1v1 in a Contra mat, like a little arena where you play what? Contra oh against God. another dude. Uh, the, the network mapping or something is really bad, though. It desyncs really terribly. My win felt really cheap because... Pretty sure I was fighting a dude from Malaysia, and he just kept stopping in the middle of the fight, to which I would just, like, missile the shit out of him until he died. So, yeah. it There's a lot of weird things in there. There's a challenge mode, including the one-life mode. Uh, there seems to be, like, a co-op mode if I keep leveling up, and I don't know what the hell that's going to be about. But, yeah. There's things in there that if you are a Contra fan, like... It might be worth just checking out to see how they do some stuff. If nothing else, to see the intro that is just stupidly bombastic and the terrible voice acting, and then you can shut it off, probably. I wonder if my phone can even handle it. Uh, it mm. didn't seem too intensive, so I would say maybe. It's kind of cartoony. But yeah, as Ace is saying in the chat, it's free. Like, it's probably just going to steal some data, but you know. Hey, so. yeah. So it goes uh, on the same so mobile train. More excitingly, near reincarnation came out yesterday. Oh, Jesus. Okay. That's the thing I've been excited about that. I was talking about it last night. Um, that's kind of like, if you think about the animatrix, right? How okay. it's just like a bunch of stories in the, the matrix universe. This is kind of that for near. So just a bunch of stories happen that happened or are happening in that universe, and you're kind of unraveling them as you go mm. through it. It's extraordinarily depressing because Yoko Taro can't have anything right ever <laughs> happen to any characters he makes. <laughs> Happiness is not allowed. Totally not allowed. Uh, and it is pretty... It's almost like an Ico or Eco, like your kind of feel where you're walking around this desolate world... And every now and then you come upon, I think, what they call a jester, which is basically just like a black statue. And you go into it to kind of like get part of the story of the area in the world you're in. And you play through that story, you extinguish the monsters from it, and then you come out and like continue on. And that's kind of the gameplay loop. It's very, very near and Yoko Taro-like. And then the, the mobile game part comes in, and there is... So many advertisements to oh, buy shit. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh it's kind of like it's kind of weird how they do it too. So I wanted to jump into that stuff right away because I wanted to see how bad it was. And the game has a main character named Mama. The game's voice acted, by the way. Um and Mama says, Oh, I was gonna show you about like the options menu and stuff later but we can look at it now if you want or whatever. And I was like, nah. She's like, yeah, don't worry your pretty head about it. We'll get to it. It's just like super condescending <laughs> to me. And I was just like, okay. It, I mean, it kind of knows that it's a little, <laughs> a little gross and it's trying to hide it a little bit for now. But yeah, the so the the elements in this game, the gotcha elements in this game are you have a party of three characters that you like do the battles with and it's kind of an auto battler where every time the 
uh, real the like action gauge is up for a character in your party. They do a basic attack, and you can supplement that by doing special attacks that they, their weapons have or they have, or you can unlock or whatever. Uh, and those charge up as well. So it's an auto battler of sorts, but you can get different party members and different weapons for those party members. That's the gotcha element in the oh, game. Oh, okay. So it's not too bad. It can be gross. Uh, I really, really want to get new characters, and I really feel that pull to put money into it, but I haven't had to yet. They've given me enough for about 20 pulls, like free pulls so far. And I think if I just keep like playing through the story, of which there actually is a story, and each story part is kind of interesting, they seem to give you enough for like a few chances for free. So I don't feel like I've had to put money into it. Um, I'm sure that will come. Because <laughs> this is apparently go uh, supposed to be a game that never ends, in which they will just keep adding stories to this game forever that you can buy and download if you want to. So, yeah. I'm on chapter 3 right now. It took me about two hours to get through the beginning and chapter 1 and 2. And uh, kind of doing some of the, like, loot boxing and seeing what they have in all the menus and stuff as well. But it's pretty solid. I like it. Um, it is, again, a mobile game. And it has some gross mobile game things in it that if you can't overlook that, you probably shouldn't bother because there is that in there for sure. I mean, uh, they got to pay for the game somehow. It is a free download. Yep. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. That stuff is in there. Uh, it's also a single player game from what I can tell. So you are buying stuff to make your experience better and not to like shit on some kids or something in a multiplayer mode. I mean, so. that's what Record Keeper did and a bunch of games yeah. like that. It makes sense. It's, yeah. It seems like it's following the square like style of. Uh, totally game. yeah it totally is for sure uh so yeah that's a uh, near reincarnation and that came out yesterday uh that's it for me so should we move on to some news for sure all right i gotta do the thing here. oh god oh god i just know i know story was i know there's a lot of stories uh a lot of them are actually pretty cool and happy some of them not so much uh, this is the biggest shit, though. Activision stuff is still going on, specifically Activision Blizzard shit, uh, which is specifically Blizzard, a.k.a. the World of Warcraft stuff. Um, so, it these are just updates. There's a lot of statements that have come out. I'm not going to bother with any of, the, any of those, really, except for one from the CEO, because he made a statement. But uh, the, I guess the big thing this week is the employees planned a walkout on Wednesday, to which they did, and, like, yep. stopped work and whatever. Um, that was pretty big. And I the bigger thing about that, too, is that Ubisoft did a similar type thing. 500 of their employees did something similar and in solidarity with them. Yeah. So it's it got people talking, which is cool, uh, including... CEO Bobby Kotick, Kotick, whatever you want Kodic. to call him. Yeah, I think it's Kotick. <laughs> Kotick, yeah. Uh, he, he released an actual statement, which is kind of amazing because... Rare, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't do that. Um, he basically said that their first response was tone deaf. Actually, the weird thing about all of these responses, specifically from the 
internal people at Activision Blizzard is they're all kind of not on the same page, which is kind of interesting. Like, it's obvious that first one was very much lawyers and PR people trying to a shotgun approach right from the get-go. And it, yeah. uh, it obviously didn't work. And when it didn't work, they had to start getting other people, <laughs> including the CEO, to maybe make a statement. Uh, the gist of his statement is they he recognizes what's going on and they're doing some changes effective immediately. I'm going to quickly just read his five things he said here. Employee support continue to investigate each and every claim, will not have his, hesitate to take decisive action. Uh, I'm going to shorten these as well because these are pretty long and I frankly don't care what this piece of shit has to say for myself. Uh, two, listening sessions. Many of you inspired ideas on how to improve our culture. We'll be creating safe spaces moderated by third parties. Three, personal cha personnel changes, rather. We're immediately evaluating managers and leaders across the company. That should have been done years ago, but okay. Yeah. Four, hiring practices. Earlier this year, I sent an email requiring all hiring managers to ensure we have diverse candidate slots for all positions. Um, I don't think that's necessarily something he can do himself. That's more of his managers, but yeah, that should have been done too. And five, in-game changes. Who fucking cares? Like, who cares? Sure, delete characters that have, like, abusers' names. That's, like, the least thing you can do. This other stuff is in the right... In going the, down the right path. Yeah. Uh, this is also stuff that every company I've ever worked at has done because it's pretty standard and it's kind of scary that these are changes happening at Blizzard <laughs> instead of, you know, the basics, like employee support. <laughs> Kind nah, of we didn't need weird. that. What are you talking about? Nah, that'll be fine. It's kind of fucking weird. And yes, his statement did come out immediately after Activision's stock plummeted <laughs> to a record low that they've ever seen. Wow. Um, but, uh, I mean, fuck that piece of shit. I don't care what he has to say. I'm more interested in what's happening from that as well. They are hiring a law firm to, uh, start reviewing their policies and stuff like that. This law firm is the law firm that helped Amazon to stop its workers from unionizing. They are. I, yeah. I don't <laughs> understand are, because yeah. the, the apparently this company's website straight up says this. So yep. what? in your mind as a company or as a bunch of CEOs makes you think we have bad PR. Yeah. Let's fuck up any union plans. Despite yep. the fact that people are very positive about gaming company unions lately or the need of one, what will get us, what will do? How will this get us good publicity? It's absolutely baffling. So the, uh, the firm is Wilmer Hale. They have a reputation for being union busters and uh, kind of taking the side of the company. I'll, I'll quickly read this little thing about them. Wilmer Hale is one of the most prestigious law firms in the country. It's a combination of two law firms, Boston's Hale and Door, founded in 1918, known for representing the U.S. Army pro bono in, in the Army McCarthy hearings in the 50s as well as Nixon's in Nixon in 1974's United States versus Nixon. 
Then Wilmer Cutler and Pickering, founded in D.C. in 62. Uh, They served as an advisor to President Jimmy Carter and William Clinton, founded the Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights Under Law in 1963 at the request of John F. Kennedy. Uh, They have... They are known for being the best at maybe helping the ones with money. (laughs) They've... That yeah, they're one of those law firms. Um, we'll have to see what happens. I mean, maybe they'll start helping the little men. Maybe I'm not holding my breath. This somehow is worse PR. I feel especially because the fucking timing of this is absolutely <sighs> gobsmacking. I I can't believe they hired the law firm that is known for like busting unions and recently they they, they advertise it too they're like proud of it they put it on their website yeah recently they made sure amazon's workers couldn't unionize we all know how amazon workers are it's fucking weird (laughs) this is a weird well maybe it's not too weird they're trying to keep all the money that they can and they are using their money to keep their money in so (sighs) we'll see Again, if you want to read more about Activision Blizzard stuff, there are a whole bunch of responses, including from Chris Metzen, who used to be one of the lead creative heads uh, for Warcraft in general, uh, one of the founding members from back in the day. Mike Morheim did an apology as well. All that's out there. You can read them for yourselves. Um, I guess we'll keep finding out what's going on with this as it happens. I want to know more about the suit itself. So I'm kind of hoping more information comes out about that soon uh, rather than just hearsay about people saying that they're sorry because I don't care about that. Yeah. Well, eventually it has to go to public record, right? And then people can actually read it or Freedom of Information Act should access it at some point. Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, it's really fucking shitty for everyone involved, but it's huge news. Like, this is... The first time something this egregious has actually been in a governmental spotlight like this in the gaming industry. Like, everybody's known that there's gaming industry shitheads and, like, a lot of this stuff has been happening forever. This is the first time that, like, one of the big boys is actually has a spotlight from the government on them. So yeah. it's kind of interesting to see how this is going to play out. I honestly hope yeah. for Hellfire because then yeah. maybe people would actually learn a lesson but yeah, I, I have been scorned and burned too many times in the past to be that optimistic at the moment. Totally. Like, the best thing I could hope for is all upper management just gets thrown on their ass and, like, are basically on the streets for life or something. I really don't want, like, the thousands of people that are under them that did nothing to, like, lose everything. But I don't know. Like, maybe you have to. You know the saying, you have to crack a few eggs to make an omelet? Like maybe uh, Activision has a lot of eggs to crack. That's the problem. That's, that's the problem. Yeah. I know people that work there, and I'd be bummed. I'd be gutted if they lost yeah. their job. But I feel like if you're right, I get the idea of like if this sends a lesson to all the other companies. Because I don't know if we have this in the list as well. Even though there was the Ubisoft walkout, I think there was more allegations revealed at the same time as yeah. the uh, Activision ones were going on. So yeah. like seeing having companies that actually have allegations haven't done anything like Ubisoft 
being like, oh shit, if Activision has been fucked, we have to do something. That would be great. I just, I don't yeah. like the fact that it has to ruin thousands of lives to possibly get to that point. Riot too. Like there's so Riot many Riot has them. another thing, yeah. Isn't there a lawsuit yeah. coming with them as well? I think so. I, I think they've been trying to get, Riot has been weirdly, they're like the cockroach hiding under the fridge right now. The like, the fridge is open and the light is shining and Blizzard is the meal that everybody's looking at. The cockroach that is Riot is hiding under the fridge currently. Uh, they're, yeah, because it was them before this, so I don't yeah. know, and Ubisoft for that matter. It's all gross. I hope something comes of this, and I really don't want a whole bunch of people to basically lose their livelihoods and their lives, but this can't continue like at all. It's an industry I care too much about to see it die to these types of shitheads. Like, yeah. can't do it, man. No, I agree. I really hope something good comes out of this. In better news, I'm not the only one who thought Death's Door is great because it recorded more than 100,000 players in its first week. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. For an indie so, title, that's really good. It's really good. Game made by two dudes. Uh, so, yeah. Um, developer Acid Nerve revealed on Twitter more than 100,000 players have played the Eldritch Zelda-like in its first week. Our background is in tight 2D pixel art action. We've been careful to maintain the responsiveness of this. The world is fully explorable and entirely handcrafted. All the characters and enemies you meet have memorable twisted designs as well. Death's Door has plenty of high uh, octane action, but it's equally about discovering secrets of its unique setting and unraveling the mysterious story. 100,000 people have stepped through Death's Door in the first week. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. Good for them. I'm so fucking happy for them. That's so awesome. That is way too many people, though. Uh, this I just found kind of interesting. The Dead Space remake is going to include cut content from the original game. Uh, in an interview with IGN, the creative director talked about, a little bit about it and said, we started with the original design of the... Ori the original level design of the original Dead Space. What's funny is you can see some of the iterations that were made prior to the ship by the team. In the first chapter, you see some corridors they wanted to do first in a certain way. Then you can understand why they changed it for technical constraints or some other reason. So there, I just thought it was neat that the new Dead Space we're going to be getting possibly is like a director's cut in a lot of ways as well. Yeah, I cool. noticed they, they mentioned later on in this article too that they're going to work in lore from 2, 3, and the animated movies. Yeah. So I'm curious yeah. to see what that's going to mean. Because that was also one of my least favorite parts with some of the lore. Like, some of the lore got stupid oh, yeah. later on. But they've also confirmed yeah. no microtransactions. Yes, they have confirmed that. Also, uh, like, one of the things they've confirmed that they're looking into is Dead Space 2's uh, Zero Gravity segment, that style. Uh, yeah. I am looking forward to any news they share about Dead Space Remake. That's going to be super exciting. Okay, even though I didn't see it myself, the Tokyo Olympics kicked off everything with their Parade of Nations, and they used video game music, apparently, for it. Did you see a video of this or anything? No, apparently the video was actually somewhat hard to find for some reason. Like, it was blocked yeah. in countries. Yeah. Uh, so, in Tokyo, the Tokyo Olympics kicked off with some tunes from Dragon Quest, Final Fantasy, the Tales of series, Monster Hunter series, Kingdom Hearts, Chrono Trigger, Ace Combat, uh, Fantasy Star Universe, 
winning 11 pro evolution soccer yeah buddy sonic the hedgehog um the saga series near and uh soul caliber so yeah, yeah I, I believe the near song i people were telling about this and i don't know if this is actually true chat confirmed it for me the other day but i still thought it's funny the song they use from near apparently is about a pandemic that wipes out humanity yeah that makes sense that's uh. basically near <laughs> hey remember, remember tone deafness <laughs> yeah yeah I mean, it is coming from a country who is in a lockdown and still decided to put on the world's most prestigious sports gathering. <laughs> but, you know. Ugh, weird. I thought this was neat, though. Uh, I also couldn't really find video. I'm going to admit I didn't look very hard. Uh, but it's pretty cool to see some of this stuff on there. Like, the Final Fantasy victory fanfare makes sense and proof of a hero from monster hunter just all the stars you or the songs you would want starlight zone from sonic though i don't remember apparently that's the song they picked from sonic so starlight zone is that the one from sonic one no i'm thinking star speedway or something like that yeah i don't remember <laughs> so yeah kind of cool though okay oh no i was right that is sonic one is it sonic one yeah, I don't remember it at all. Yeah, so do 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 do. Oh yeah, okay, sure. I do remember that one. Uh, some top Borderlands developers have left a game that they were working on that hasn't been announced that was related to Tiny Tina's Wonderlands to start their own studio, uh, including director Paul Sage and senior producer Christopher Brock. So yeah. That's weird. <laughs> they were in the middle of working on a thing that nobody announced, and then they left to do their own thing. I I assume there's just... I keep hearing random turmoil about, uh, I guess, Gearbox, so... Yeah. Apparently, Randy Pitchford confirmed the developers left the studio on the best of terms uh, before that's, their transition. Sorry. You know what? I'm not going to lie. That's the weirdest thing, hearing that Randy Pitchford said that, because I would have expected him to be pissed. Yep. Before their transition, the group was part of a not-yet-announced pre-production team, and their departure will cause minimal disruption. Okay, so they weren't in the middle of it, I guess. They were just in pre-production. Just moved some people around, I guess. Uh, this one seems like it's probably more interesting to you, and like anybody listening that goes to conventions regularly. Packs are going to be... Packs West, specifically, that says here. They are... Um, backtracking on their original statement and they are adopting stricter covid policies does that make you feel better about going to pax no but i do okay. feel better for those who are going because i sure as hell am not going sure uh they said here prior to entry we will now require proof of completed covid 19 vaccination series or a negative covid 19 pcr or antigen test each should be verified with a valid gov government issued id so for anybody who wants to go to PAX or was thinking of going to PAX, you now have to be fully vaccinated or have a test with government ID in a, within a valid time before you go do so. I, I'm, I, I'm still worried about cons, dude. Like, yeah, we're talking about doing MAGFest in January. And even like right now, I'm like, still not sure how I feel about that. I feel like the first con I go to, I'm going to feel like super claustrophobic. Mm. Or, like, or maybe not even claustrophobic, just paranoid and just uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah, I could see it. 
Oh yeah, and Cal Doctor brings up a good point in the chat. Even if I wanted to go, I can't. We can't really cross the border for non-emergencies uh, right now. Oh, sure. Yeah, because the U.S. has basically said they're not opening the border, even though we are in a couple weeks. Sure. Yeah, we're opening everything in a couple weeks completely. Yeah. Woo. Maybe this will make you feel better. What if I told you a new independent AAA studio, whatever the fuck that means, from X Call of Duty, Last of Us, and PlayStation veterans is coming called That's No Moon. That's, That's the No name. Moon? Oh, wow. That's okay. No Moon. Yeah. Uh, so in, a team of veterans. AAA would be Respawn Entertainment before they got bought, right? I guess, technically. Yeah, I guess so. I, That's yeah, like the that only comparison I can think of. Sure. A team of veteran game developers previously worked a variety of companies, including Infinity Ward and Naughty Dog, announced the creation of That's No Moon, a new independent development studio on Wednesday. The studio will be focused on making single-player games, starting out with something in the action-adventure genre, which shouldn't come as a surprise, as that team includes developers from franchises like Uncharted and The Last of Us. That's No Moon is also partnering with Smilegate, the studio behind the multiplayer Crossfire franchise, which huh. provided $100 million for its startup and first project. Huh. Interesting, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the CEO is a former senior director of visual arts for Sony. And they say, he says, a lot of emphasis as late has been massive multiplayer games as a service. Uh, for us, that's not the direction we want our careers and our desires as storytellers to go. We're big proponents of the genre of single player narrative driven experiences. It's something we feel passionate about, and frankly, it doesn't seem like there's still a lot of healthy appetite for these experiences. Uh, the sales figures don't seem to be going down in those genres, so it was a great time for us. Yeah, wasn't EA actually surprised how well Jedi Dark Order did? Yeah. So that's cool that they a bunch of them broke off and they're going to be trying story-driven single-player games. Again, it makes sense when you think Uncharted and The Last of Us people. Yeah, sure. That's kind of their bread and butter and has been forever. So we'll see. I'm interested to see what happens. I they are cursed in the way that a lot of studios that break off have been in a while and they end up going back to the company they need to work with anyways, like Respawn. Well, I'm wondering how long until That Snow Moon just gets bought by Sony. Uh, also that. <laughs> it's like, oh man, the twist though. They get bought by microsoft and then put on nintendo platforms Ooh, ooh <laughs> i'm invested now tell me more about this story yeah uh let me tell you about outer wilds dlc it's coming ooh. september 28th it exists that's, it. that's the story uh as somebody who played a bit of outer actually this is something maybe we could ask sean about when he comes back eventually uh because he, he played through it, I only played a bit of it. Outer Wilds doesn't seem like it's a great game to put DLC into, but is it like it's got to be obviously story based, right? It can't just be new locations. It is story, like, yeah, it's definitely story based. Oh, the game is story based. I don't know what this DLC yeah. is. To be that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Like I thought the I've always heard the Outer Wilds story is pretty cohesive. Like there's not really much wiggle room. So what are they gonna do here? Well, apparently creative director Alex Beecham even says, if you played the game, or might, you might be wondering how and also why. And those are very good questions. <laughs> That's right. 
Yeah. Uh, apparently, this will be this will quote unquote weave directly into the existing world. The narrative makes sense. Uh, I'm kind of excited to see what it is. It's called Echoes of the Eye, and again, it comes out September 28th. So look out for that. All right. Oh, that got Speaking announced of, the Annapurna stream today. That makes sense. Yeah, I didn't pull anything from that stream because I didn't watch it. But apparently a lot of cool things were shown there. Uh, yeah, Sean seemed excited. Yeah, poor guy. Poor little trooper. <laughs> but he's not here, so we don't have to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe I should pull something up and see what they did. Uh, Animal Crossing content. Apparently some more is coming. Are you interested in more? An oh, wait, never mind. Today. A free update for Animal no. Crossing New Horizons arrives July 29th. This is out, apparently. <laughs> okay, I was going to say, uh, yeah, just release things, Nintendo. You can just release things, but yeah, this came out today. Are you excited? No, I haven't touched that game. You know, I touched it for a stream a couple months back, but other than that, I haven't touched it since like May, June of, la sure. excuse me, of last year. Yeah. Uh, free update for Animal Crossing New Horizons uh, arrives July 29th. Pretty sure you have the latest, the update to the latest version to enjoy the upcoming weekly fireworks shows and new seasonal items. So if you like fireworks and seasonal items, check out that. Later this year, more content will come too, Nintendo said in a tweet, though didn't offer details about what exactly that stuff will be. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Cool. Classic Nintendo. All right. Uh, speaking of which, new Pokemon Snap update apparently has some new courses and adding 20 new Pokemon. Uh, it's a free update that's going to bring three new areas and 20 Pokemon. Uh, August 3rd, they announced. Neat. That's cool. That's a lot more content. In the that secret side path, you'll shrink down to the size of an ant and get up and close to person with a bunch of giant Pokemon. So now even the Hell tiniest yeah. of Pokemon like Wormpole will look big. Woo! I, I still haven't played that. I was excited for it to come out and then never even touched <laughs> it. Dude, yeah. since I'm playing through an RPG right now, it sucks because uh, a game I actually waited years for finally came out. And I can't touch it because I'm already deep in another damn RPG. The World Ends With You. Yeah. Neil, the World Ends With You came out. Yeah, it came out a couple days ago. <laughs> Yeah, same with the Great Ace Attorney Chronicles. Look at all these games that yep. came out like this week. I can't even fucking touch. It's because I'm playing Final Fantasy X. It's stupid. Idol Manager. So many games. Yeah. So many games. Blaster Masters. I'm surprised you didn't touch Zero Three yet. Zero Three it, came out. It came out today. Oh, yeah. I was it came out at midnight, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pokemon. Speaking of Pokemon, Pokemon Go accidentally banned a whole lot of players <laughs> during a ban <laughs> wave that got uh hit by the automated anti-cheat system so they had to go back on that and they apologized profusely for it yeah interesting i guess you know what they get they get one it the yep. answer gets one that's still yep. really funny that happened though but <laughs> yeah pretty good there's still a whole bunch of people playing that game and they all get banned uh dr mario world is dead on november 1st I am a it. little bummed out about this because I actually was playing this game back in the day, but I got super frustrated because it got stupid difficult. Like, they wanted you to use power-ups difficult. Oh, yeah. They wanted you to That's pay to gross. win difficult. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the multiplayer had flaws. Sure. Uh, 
if you start up Dr. Mario World after the game service has ended, an end-of-service notification will be displayed. You will not be able to play the game. You will be able to look back at your play history, Dr. Mario World Memories, which is a web page that will become available after the game service ends. Why Dr. Mario Memories? That's the thing that gets me. Yep. It's really fucking stupid. So dumb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Comet uh, Strata reminds me, too. They they made three Goombas in a doctor's coat a character. That's fucking great. That's that's that the is. reason I like this game. They made everyone got a doctorate, yep, including actual really babies. Uh, diamonds apparently were no longer available for purchase as of yesterday, also. I'm surprised they're that far along with dropping it, but uh, apparently it's done the worst out of all the Nintendo mobile games. Apparently Super Mario Run did better. And that's a you-buy-it wow. kind of game. That's it. So that's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise Cross Okami crossover event is coming tomorrow, apparently. <laughs> July oh, 30th. Okay. Uh, Amaterasu is available. in as So the thing is, is that you can make your... Um, palamute in that game kind of look like whatever you want so people have already put together like a combination to make Amaterasu uh but now it's official so there you go I wonder if they were like looking at what people were making and they're like yeah. alright maybe we should just do this we have the license we can just yeah. do this yeah I think I honestly kind of think so <laughs> why not uh, Lineback says some people already have Amy like I guess legitimately oh. so oh okay well there you go that's pretty neat. Not as neat as a Pokemon live-action series is in early development at Netflix, apparently. Is, is that neat, though? Like, not... Uh, well, okay, here's the thing. Is that Detective Pikachu's best parts were the, was where they were just Pokemon existing in that world? So Yeah, but that maybe? had a movie's budget, is the thing. That's true. That's true. It'll... It's hard to know. Um... Because the pro as taken from this article, project is still in early days. No details are available, but the plot sources say that Joe Henderson is attached to write and executive produce, who uh, currently serves as the co-showrunner and executive producer of the popular Netflix series Lucifer, which is preparing to Wait, air its sixth and final Lucifer's season. Lucifer showrunners making a Pokemon show. <laughs> it's really good. What really is good. happening? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, so there's not a whole lot of news in here. It's just that it sounds like it's happening or in early development, which means it might not happen, but there's talks about it, I guess. We'll see. We'll see what happens. This one I pulled for us, even though somebody gave it to us on the Discord. <laughs> it's finally coming. <laughs> it's yeah. finally coming. Picross I was enjoying not being in Pacross hell, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, you still have... Literally, exactly a week. A week from today. Great. Yeah. I'll August that 5th. week by playing Final Fantasy X. <laughs> Hell yeah. Final Fantasy X Picross when that's Oh god. But they question. did they did that once. Pick the logic, I think is they did some mobile game like that. Did they really? That's yeah, great. it was it was a Picross RPG Final Fantasy did or something like that. Oh wow. Weird. I'm excited for that. Now I can make Sonic in squares. Yay. <laughs> yeah. So this was teased last year around this yeah. time. 
Yeah, Pacross S, Genesis, and uh, Master System officially confirmed. They even showed what games they're having uh, featured in there, too. Yeah. I think there's like 52 different Genesis and Master System games. Uh, no Gunstar it, Heroes, though, so I'm bummed out about that. Yeah, that's lame. That's that's like one of the best Genesis games out there. Get your shit together. Alien Soldier, uh, say, though. <laughs> EB Games is basically dead because they are rebranding to GameStop by the end of the year. Uh, so they've done this in the past. Sort yeah. of. They did yeah. a pseudo-transition in the past where they tried doing dual branding and they had some of their stores just marketed as GameStop. And I was still working at the company at the time, I think. And uh, people were just complaining nonstop about it. Or like there was confusion. There was constant confusion, so they kind of dropped it. So I'm surprised right. they're going for it now. But I've had some people bring up points like, well, now after the whole GameStop meme thing... It might actually, the stock market thing, it might actually have some carry and weight this time. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, this article saying how GameStop has appointed a new CEO and CFO with e-commerce experience and they're looking to expand the company, which might be part of like the impetus for them to actually start doing this and kind of get rid of the double branding, stick to one skew, as it were. Mm. Either way, that's kind of too bad. I still remember when it was Electronics Boutique that I would go to to get my games at Christmas time. So. I liked when it was Electronics Boutique, yeah. Yeah. All right, and the final news thing. Forza Motorsport 7 is delisting from stores September 15th. This means the game and its DLC will no longer be available to purchase in the Microsoft Store or available with Xbox Game Pass. It is currently $9.99 on X in Xbox Live. So if you want it, get it now. Otherwise, they are delisting it. And for anybody who's wondering why Forza games have to go unlisted after several years, because third-party licenses that we use to feature real-world cars, tracks, and other elements will begin to expire. This is so that they can use that money and all those resources for the new Forza games. Doesn't basically. this seem early, though? Like, that, did they even announce Forza 8 yet? Because I think we're, they're they still working not. on Horizons. Yeah. Yeah, they have not announced the new one. So that's, I think that's the reason why people are like, what the fuck about this? Uh, but yeah, I guess it's been, how long has it been? I'm trying to see when it came out. I like thought seven years? was a while ago, yeah. Yeah, it was a while ago. I did see this too. If you were playing the game on Game Pass specifically, but you bought DLC prior to this announcement... They will send you a free token to download the game and legally own the game after the uh, it ex gets removed from Game Pass. Okay. Okay. Hmm. All right. That is it for news. So without further ado, let's just jump right into questions. If you want to send in a question, comment, whatever, topdownperspectivegmail.com, TDP podcast on Twitter, Discord channel, Sean's P or John's P.O. Box. Sean doesn't have a P.O. Box yet. Cody writes in, If WB were to make their own Kingdom Hearts, what franchises do you want to get their own worlds? And who would be the Donald and Goofy, a.k.a. the sidekicks that follow you on your adventure? All right, before I focus on this question, apparently Forza 8 was announced last year, and I just didn't remember it. Okay, yeah, I didn't remember that either. <laughs> did not remember that all right wbs make their own kingdom hearts 
easy first world is the Animaniacs, right? I was I was saying easy first world is the Justice League, like the DC and animated the, universe. Sure. Trying to think of what are some weird. I want Freakazoid. I just I just want Freakazoid Ooh. in there. Okay. Possible Donald the Donald fight. and Goofy is probably just going to be Bugs and Daffy. Right? No, Bugs would probably be the the Mickey, so Daffy would be Donald. Who would sure. be Goofy? Who would be Goofy? <laughs> Yosemite Sam. No, Porky Pig. <laughs> it's Porky Pig and Donald Duck are your sidekicks. Okay. Okay. Trying to find some like assortment of shows or something. Jackie Chan Adventures. I want Jackie Chan. I just want a Jackie Man. Chan. I just want a new Jackie Chan video game. Man, that would actually be great. That show was great. <laughs> that show had a couple video games. They were not good. No. Yeah, no. I believe that. I definitely was a bummer. believe that. Yeah, I mean, you probably just do a lot of Looney Tunes crap, right? Yeah, you just, it's just Space Jam. You just make Space Jam like, as a kind video of. game. Kind of, right? Like, what else? You don't have it, to. I feel the like Iron that's kind of what the movie was. Wasn't that? Because that movie yeah. was all about just pop culture references everywhere. That's just Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. That kind of is. You definitely have an Iron Giant yep. stage or whatever, for sure. Um, Teen Titans would probably be a pretty cool stage. Oh, man. You get into like some Tom and Jerry stuff, some Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo has to happen stuff. at some point. That has to be in there. That'd be a waste if they weren't doing anything with Scooby Doo. Although yeah. I don't even know, do they own the who owns the license? Hanna Barbera, I guess. Yeah, probably right. Is is Hanna Barbera something, or are they WB now as well? Yeah, I don't know if Warner Brothers bought Hanna Barbera. I'm not sure. I assume they did because they've bought so many other things, but they might not have. I'm looking. I'm trying to find some yeah, stuff. Yeah, parent here organization well. Warner Brothers Pictures. So they do own Hanna Barbera. Yeah. Oh, that, that gives them. Yeah. That, that case, gives them a you lot. have a Jetson. You have the Jetsons world. You have Flintstones world. Yeah. Yogi Honestly, Bear. You, you just have Hanna Barbera world. <laughs> really. <laughs> yeah, that would actually be kind of cool. That'd be a kind of cool game. All right, Kevin writes in and says, The devil has challenged you to a karaoke contest. If you win, you can have anything your heart desires. But if you lose, the devil will write the letter L on your forehead in permanent marker. Oh, what song shit. do you pick for your karaoke duel? I was going to say, do we, is this just an all-star joke there? The shape of an L on her forehead? Oh, yeah, okay, sure. So... Here's the first thing. I think you have to pick. Everybody knows karaoke isn't about you actually being good at a song. It's about the energy you can put into it. So you got to pick something that like you can put energy into. But I don't know what the hell that song is for me <laughs> personally. It's probably Drive by Incubus for me, or oh, like, or one. I take it in a completely different direction. We used to go to karaoke downtown back in university, and uh, or even after that. And one of the things we used to like to do was take uh, 
what's it? My heart will go on from Titanic, the Celine Dion oh, song. Oh yeah, but sing it as if it was William Shatner. Oh, I know my answer. It's uh, "You Ought to Know" by Alanis Morissette. Ooh, 100%. interesting choice there. <laughs> Did you forget about me, Mister Duplessate? It's the best song about giving Dave Coulier head in the theater. <laughs> I couldn't remember his name. I'm glad you did. I was going to say uh, Uncle Joey from Full House. It's the worst. That's the worst. That's the worst thing I've learned about growing up <laughs> that that song's about. That, like, ruined my life. I hate to <sighs> bug you in the middle of dinner. Hell yeah. Uh, Suku Suku writes... A giant question. Oh, Ooh. no. You felt another time ripple. Another? Oh, okay. That supervillain must be at it again. However, you don't see anything change. That is until you load up Smash Bros. Oh, no. Smash Bros. to download the latest DLC character. After having been away so long. At first, you don't notice, but then you see it. Where's Robin? Who's this Andy? Wait, what? You head to the... Yeah. You head to the internet... It was a subtle one this time. Fire Emblem Awakening really was the last swung song of the Trouble franchise, and Advanced Wars was saved in the process. Every Fire Emblem character except Marth, Roy, and Ike have been replaced with someone else. Besides Andy, who else is in it? It has to be Nintendo characters. They don't have to be from Advanced Wars. For record, that's Robin, Lucina, Kor, and Krom, and Byleth. Bonus points if you manage to find a suitable Echo Fighter replacement. Holy See, here's fuck. the thing. I want Advance Wars characters in Smash. If Andy was in there, I'd be fucking pumped. <laughs> sure. We have but to I replace like as all Robin, of these so. characters. Yeah. Come up, come up with five non-Fire uh, Emblem characters to replace them. Uh, let's throw in some Advance Wars characters then. Let's throw in Max, because he's literally just a super beefy dude. Okay. Uh, just trying to think of who else to put in there from Advance Wars. Though. I think that might be the only two that fit the best. Sammy's not bad, but I don't think that would work. Max and Andy work the best. What are some more Nintendo characters? This is just like, who do you want in Smash again? <laughs> Birdo! <laughs> like... Why the hell not? <laughs> Birdo would be actually kind of great. That Yarn would be Yoshi! Yeah. Yarn Yoshi would be a suitable Echo Fighter for Yoshi. Fine. Paper Mario, because I feel like they could actually make an interesting move set out of him. That would be cool. I mean, they have Wind Waker Link, so why not? Yeah. Hmm. Man, this is <laughs> Max's Crom with tanks. Yes, correct. That. Oh yeah, there you go. Rhythm Heaven characters. Yeah, put in. Uh, was it Karate yeah. Joe? Put Karate Joe in there. Yeah, the uh, singer and her band of mo or her monkey audience that claps with her i don't the remember rest, the wrestler dude names. that keeps getting interviewed oh that guy's so good <laughs> <laughs> guy's so good he belongs in there put in pushmo oh you we should put in pushmo fuck what's his name i can't remember his name in that game it's something else but yeah pushmo uh next question as we all know the days of food mascots getting games is far behind us not completely, but for the most part. Most would agree that's a good thing. However, if you could give any food mascot a video game, who would it be? What type of game is it? It could be a sequel if you want. Maybe the Noid can have his revenge. The Noid showed up in the recent Crash Bandicoot mobile game, so he's technically got his revenge. Hell yeah. You got to avoid him. Uh, 
See, I can only think of Chex Quest, but that's already a game. I don't know if I'm yeah. ready for a Chex Quest. I think a Chex Quest 2 or 3. I know fans made a Chex Quest 2. When are we going to get Toucan Sam in a Flappy Bird remake? That's what I want. Clearly, we need the Trix rabbit chasing down children trying to get cereal from them. And he keeps <laughs> getting beaten up by the children every time. Yeah. I mean, he's just shitty Bugs Bunny, so why not? <laughs> Clearly, this is the time for, like, the spooky animal cereal universe, like Count Chocula yeah. and Frankenberry. They get their own game going on adventures. Oh, that would... Yo, Castlevania with, like, Frankenberry or whatever, Booberry. All right, the that would be pretty good. That would be That'd pretty, be pretty great. Yeah. That's how you work it in with the other ones. The Toucan Sam is trying to get ingredients for Fruit Loops, but he has to go to like Count Chocula's castle and has to defeat all the monsters there, and they're all the different cereal mascots. I'm We've so done it. into We've it. Written it. Or Tony the Tiger would work too, because like yeah. Tony's pretty buff. He would probably beat yep. up monsters. <laughs> yeah, probably. And then we established Tony the Tiger is the strongest animal uh, cereal mascot. I think that's what we did. Yeah, he's the one that wins the battle royale. So, yeah. All right, Lineback writes in and says, favorite game trailer. Oh, man. <laughs> does that Bulletstorm de demo duty calls, does that count? Because that's my answer, if it does. Okay, sure, that counts. I'm trying to remember some. <laughs> the only... Oh, this isn't the bet favorite video game trailer because but the only thing coming to my mind right now is do you remember Dead Space's campaign is moms hate it. Oh, oh yeah, I, they kept having like <laughs> like mothers play the game and get scared. I forgot I about that. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Dante's Inferno did something similar, but I don't remember. I think you're right. I do remember something stupid with that, but hell if I remember what it was. There has to be like an actual answer to this. I just can't. Dude, I can't even remember most trailers though is the problem. Yeah, that's the problem for me too. It was kind of a trip the first time the Final Fantasy VII remake was shown and announced. That was pretty crazy for me. Yeah, even even it was just like coming eventually, and it like showed Cloud with his sword, basically. Yeah, that was like seven years ago. <laughs> uh, I was at that E3. I remember all oh, this. Oh man. There wasn't even a demo or anything there. It was just like, here's an announcement. Everyone get hype. Now you won't hear anything for years because we announced it too early because we always do that. Yeah. I think I'm jaded. <laughs> yeah. Uh, No More Spiros has kind of a similar question. Same question, but for vehicles instead of promotional what? material or vice versa. So, like, favorite game, like, vehicle thing? Favorite vehicle like, trailer? Yeah. Uh, a camper, an RV. Yeah. Those are all kind of the same, right? There must yeah. be, like, one that was... 
Well, could you remember like the campaigns, like the Zoom Zoom one? And you know what? No, yeah. Buff Beautiful Mario. That's the one. I think that was for a BMW. Okay. I don't remember that one. I'm you'll, quickly you'll going to You'll definitely, when you see the picture of him, you will definitely remember it. It was a big thing, like, many years back. I don't recognize this. Oh, the, Maybe I'm really? looking with, at the with, wrong thing. With the giant nose, like, like some supermodel face. No, I don't. See, well, I don't see that picture. Hang on, let me let me show you. Let me show you the picture. I'll I'll go find it. But yeah, I'm so getting they a like, lot of Mario They likely Lopez. meant they likely meant more the uh, like what's your favorite vehicle in a game? Oh yeah, okay. Oh, favorite vehicle in a game. I honestly don't know that answer right now. Here, Paul, I'll pop the, the actual picture in the in our Discord chat so you can see what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, I do I remember I knew you'd that. recognize it as soon as you saw it. Yeah. Oh, the Lorax-sponsored cars? I forgot about that one. That's pretty good. That's tone deaf. Yeah. F favorite in-game vehicle? Eh, like a Warthog, the Blue Falcon... Blue Falcon, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I can't think of any other vehicles I'm like super pumped about in games other than those two. Why don't we take one more question and then we'll call it because we're running a bit late and there's a lot of questions here. Okay. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Look, oh, my God. Okay. Look I at the next was, question. I literally thought the next one was the last one. <laughs> Never mind. Oh, <laughs> we're not even half done. All right, are we taking Rasterman's then, or what are we doing? Yeah, let's do. His is quite long, so <laughs> let's All take right. his, I guess. From Rasterman Seven, have you ever been astonished by the graphics of a game or console to the point where you couldn't take your eyes off the screen for a while? I have a pretty lame story about that. So, I when I was around five or six years old, I had a PS One with Spyro Three ready to play. Sadly, I had accidentally bought the PAL N version instead of the NTSC one, and my TV didn't support it in color. Oh no. <laughs> Since oh, I just wow. wanted to play it and not waiting for the next time I'd be able to go to the store, I ended up staring and beating it on black and white. Plus, I didn't have any means to connect to the internet at the time, so I couldn't look up what the game looked like in color. Shortly <laughs> afterwards, our family was able to buy a new TV with a switch to flick between both channels. So that night, I distinctly remember booting up the game, entering the first level, flicking the switch, and colors. Colors everywhere. A lot of them <laughs> occupied what had previously been in black and white, and I was hooked to the screen for a full minute. I was so shocked by this change that it led me to beat the game again just to see how much each level, character, and item, basically, any sprite was supposed to look like in their original color. Nothing has come close since as far as I know. No, that makes sense. That does make yeah, sense. Totally. Um, okay, it's easily the jump to HD was amazing the first time. Going from, I think it was specifically like some scene in Gears of War because that was like the first time I saw like true HD on a TV from like playing on like mostly PS2 games and stuff like that. Uh, I don't remember specifically what it was, just like the color density and just everything being really crisp and being able to read everything. It was really cool. That jump was big. 
I remember the jump from Nintendo to Super Nintendo because I was playing sure. Mario One at home, and then we went to my cousin's place, and she had Mario World. Yeah, and that was just like, oh my god, what happened here? Holy crap! Mario World was a crazy jump in quality. Yeah. Yeah. True. True. All right. There are a whole bunch more questions here. Uh, just straight up, I got to get up for work <laughs> tomorrow, so we I got to call it here. I'm sorry to That's those fair. who we didn't get to. Uh, we'll continue on next week with questions, so thank you. And uh, what is your game of the week? Final Fantasy X. Uh, mine's Death Store. Easily, without okay. a doubt. All right. Uh, housekeeping. Honestly, Sean's okay. We don't know what's going on with his surgery yet. Uh, and, like, what's going on with that. Maybe don't count on him next week, but we'll see. No promises. Uh, which means no promises for TDP Plus next week being recorded, but we'll see again. Uh, but I can give you one promise, and that's that Antichamber is going to be August TDP Plus game as voted by you, the patrons. Yay! So, yay! That should be fun. Uh, so yeah, we'll see you guys next week with or without Sean, and uh, have a good one. Bye. Bye